Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 359 of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me we've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. We are Sean-less for this episode of Sports, and we will actually be Tony-less for our entertainment episode. But uh, we got a good show to you, I mean, uh, to get to you guys. It's, uh, you know, we're at that time of the year now where football season's coming close to uh, an end here. So the episodes, you know, there's not, and it's off-season in baseball and you know, we got a, some things are just not as much to talk about as normal, but we definitely do have a great wild card uh, weekend to talk about. Um, so we definitely, and then we'll have our opinions on the divisional matchups and so on for the NFL. But uh, first uh, in our news, we got a little story about the LA Clippers. They got a new stadium coming this next season. And I guess there's some uh, stuff with their season tickets that Andy's going to let us know about. Yeah, so they, uh, I think they open season tickets up to, uh, people for, for people to buy. Um, but one of the things about the new stadium, and I, I had talked about it before, they have this, uh, thing they're calling the wall, and it's inspired by soccer. Um, the stands, instead of having multiple levels, like, you know, there's the lower level and the higher level. Yes. It's going to be 50 consecutive rows going pretty vertical. Oh. So the fans are pretty far, like, up on, on, it's going to be the visiting team. In the second mm-hmm. half, will be on that side. Um, they announced that there are going to be rules to that section. Uh, you have to be a Clippers fan. <laughs> you have to you have to be wearing Clippers gear, or you have to basically call ahead if it's season tickets and someone's using your season tickets. You have to call ahead and say, "Hey, they might not be wearing Clippers." You, you know, you know what this already reminds me of. It's soccer. It does this kind of stuff? Yeah, but you know what it also reminds me of. Is the episode in Seinfeld when Elaine goes to the yeah. Yankee game and she's got the Baltimore Orioles hat on? He's like, "What are you doing? These are the owner's seats. You can't be, you can't be wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat in the owner's seats." And she's like, "No, it's my team. It's my favorite team. I'm not going to change the hat." Yeah. So it's they said they'll they'll eject you from the seats. They won't kick you out of the stadium. They'll find other arrangements yeah. if you come. You can go all the way up yeah. there at the top yeah. with the other peasants that um, are cheering for the Raptors tonight. And there's a section that'll be, I think, it said like 300. I was going to call them seats, but they're not seats. Standing room only. Right. Under the basket. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, so pretty crazy. It's a new and, world. Yeah. These stadiums. To get, yeah. To get um, approved, you have to like prove your fan fandom. Oh, like, uh, Andy, like, you could. You either like, like okay, show your Clippers jerseys. Like, here's show your me Instagram. Four years yeah. old wearing a yeah. Jeff McGinnis jersey or something. Or Eric Piekowski. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they, they know like uh, Balmer had a press conference, even joked about it. He's like, I know there's going to, there's a lot of fans of other teams. It's LA. And so we want to make at least a section. Well, you know what I wonder here. if it, what also kind of makes them think about this is their neighbors right next door, the Rams and uh, the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. It's a known thing that other teams are usually, that they don't really have a home field, especially the Chargers. Uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of times it's not like a true home field because there's so many fans of the other teams. And I mean, I was just at a game this year. The Boston game was. I'd say in the lower levels, it was at least a third Boston fans. Oh, yeah. And they were much louder than the Clippers fans. See, I didn't even think about that with the Clippers because they are kind of like, you know, they are the little brother to the Lakers. There's more Laker fans in L.A. than Clippers, just like, you know. Well, it, it still happens at Lakers games because it's just yeah. L.A. just has so many people from other places. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. But especially when you get the popular teams. But there are a lot of, like, Lakers are also, yeah. though, a very popular team in L.A. Just compared to the Clippers. I mean, Clippers might be yeah. better the last few years, but it's still, it's like. No, that, that, that's not in doubt there. But it'll be the same thing. It's not like you can wear a Lakers jersey in this section. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, oh, that'll, that'll be, be interesting. What, the, the thing I was thinking about is like what happens, you know, five years down the line, eight years down the line. Clippers aren't very good and it's April. You can only have passionate fans in that section. Like no one cares yeah. at that point. Like it's pretty dead. I'm like, and I'm picturing like start the, happening the when Chargers you're gonna, games at the end of the year where it's like. You're going to get you're going to get the Rebels that come in with. A Clipper jersey on top, but yeah. underneath is their Paul Pierce jersey, and then they're going to rip it off and go Celtics. Well, I guess if you're like, it's not your stadium, then it's fine. Like I saw, um, well, this is a spoiler, I guess, for later, but uh, there was a Philly Philly fan last night in the stands who threw his entire pu- bucket of popcorn at uh, Sirianni. Oh, really? <laughs> and the Tampa security went and like got him, and it's like, yeah, this guy's banned for life from Tampa. Like, it's not Sure, he's probably banned for life from Philly, if too. They find, yeah, they'll probably coordinate and be like, you can't come back but yeah um, it was just popcorn i thought it was kind of funny <laughs> I, I didn't get to see that yeah well uh, we'll but definitely I don't know, why get that guy that? have a whole a full popcorn at the end of the game is kind of a mystery to me 
Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, actually, you know what, though? I, I feel like I've done that before at the movies where it's like you get a big well, get popcorn at the, the beginning at, yeah. and then you end up not like it's so good at the beginning that all of a sudden you're like, OK, I'm over this for a little bit. And maybe maybe he got it at halftime and then just got too frustrated to eat, which, again, we will spoilers, but we will get into that a uh, little bit here soon in the podcast. But, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm sure you're uh, you're going to try to find yourself to a game at this new stadium. Oh, uh, yeah, I would think so. But not not that section. Uh, yeah. most likely. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see how it yeah, that'd how it be goes. fun to get a little to go to a game. I've been, uh, I'd like to check out their new stadium because these, uh, these new stadiums and all arena sports that keep getting built are just better and better. It's like they just keep one upping yeah. the people that built the most recent stadium. Well, and the other thing I was thinking about, we should talk about stadiums, maybe in other sports and the failures of them because, uh, the weird phenomenon, uh, that I noticed and yeah, let's save it for NFL. Um, but yeah, remind me if I forget, I want to talk about the NFL stadiums. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for the NBA. So, uh, we can move on to some other stuff here. All right. We are going to move on here to the MLB. We've got a couple, a couple more signings. Uh, one is a guy who is, uh, make, will be making his MLB debut. Yeah. And I should have looked it up. I think he's a pitcher, but maybe not. Maybe he's an outfielder. You know what? I think he is an outfielder because I think I, I do remember seeing this. Let's let's look it up really quick. We do have a yeah. computer in front of us, but the Chicago Cubs have signed Shota Amanaga and he is a pitcher. A, pitcher, a left-handed pitcher from Japan. Um, Older. He's already 30. He's already 30. He's uh, His statistics in his career out there were 64 and 50 with a 3.18 ERA, so you know nothing amazing. But uh, started the championship game in the World Baseball Classic. Okay, pretty good. Yeah, they're all coming out here. I'm surprised. I think he probably meant to go to the Dodgers, but well, I mean, he did not get a monster deal. <laughs> yeah, here. only yeah, that's true. Four uh, years, 53 million. It's a solid little thing, and it's so it, you could tell it's a guy who's not the greatest pitcher of. Japan. But also, how many? I'm like, but like you pointed out too, already 30. I mean, how many years could he have expected? You know, you're not going to give this – four years is definitely the max yeah. you can give this guy. Well, do you remember um, Hiroki Kuroda on the Dodgers? Remember him? Yes. He was pretty old when he came over. He was like 35 or something. And yeah, well, well, Ichiro, thing. two people forget, was uh, – Well, he was like 24 or something. But still, he had been yeah. playing for a while. But also, here's a little note for this guy. Uh, pitched a no-hitter on June 7th, 2022. So he's got no-hit yeah. stuff when he's on. Fastball averaging about 92 miles per hour, but tops out at 96. So he's got some, he's got some speed. Change up curveball and slider in his repertoire. Yep. So he's, he's got, got good sc- command. He got the scouting report. Yeah, we, we do. We didn't even know what he was a moment ago. And now we know everything about him. Yeah. Uh, speaking so for of one Cubs, a future Cubs pitcher to a past Cubs pitcher. Yeah. Here. The New York Yankees are signing Marcus Stroman. What, what team was he on last season? The Cub? No. I feel, I was he on the, I don't know why I, I can't know. remember. He's been so many places. He was good. Was it the Cubs? We're going to find out right now. Oh, I thought his stats would. Now. Marcus Stroman last year pitched for the <coughs> for Chicago the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had a good, uh, had a decent stint a little bit. I mean, it looks like last year. I mean, he was an all-star last year, but he had a 3.95 ERA. Yeah, that might two years been. with the with the – Blue Jays when he was young, where he got a lot of potential there. Um, yeah, he had a, a lot of innings. Yeah, he's been an All Star twice, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he'll. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, anything can will help the the New York Yankees. Yeah, so that's a, just a it's a short deal, you know, a couple of years, not a lot of risk there, and you know, it's kind of going rate right for a starting pitcher around twenty million a year for someone who's like got a up, upside. So, um, but yeah, these these deals are coming in very slow, but still some. Some guys left us on, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, we're still talking about this in March. Being like, you know, they're already at the spring training places and some guys yeah, it'll, it'll be here before you know it. Pitchers and uh, catchers, they usually report what, in February? Yeah, so probably. That'll be here. But I mean, we're already at January. 40, uh, 40 days. Well, yeah, yeah. Today's the 16th as we're recording, but uh podcast, I believe, will be coming out uh, on the 18th of this week. Which doesn't matter that you're, I'm telling you that. I, don't know, I, might, I might put this or up tomorrow. Or maybe we'll put the sports out yeah. tomorrow. Just keep yeah. uh, keep posted, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for baseball. I mean, obviously, it's the dead season for baseball. A lot of the biggest, the big signs of the big signs have been gone. But uh, we're going to move on here to uh, college football because I've said this before with to Andy, where it feels like there's always big news like the day after our podcast, and then obviously we don't get to you know discuss it for uh, until another week. 
So everybody knows this already, but we still like to discuss it. But uh, Nick Saban called it a quits as he is retiring from being the head coach of Alabama, no longer a head coach, deciding to spend his remaining years without the stress of recruitment and coaching and everything that goes into it. Uh, were you shocked by this, or did you see it yeah, coming? Yeah, because he seemed like a guy who could keep going. Um, I'm sure was, he could have, but it was, I guess no it was No one's really talked a, about well, it, like that was going to happen. Um, but there's some other coaches that we'll get to as well that were similar, I would say. Um, I, it does make me feel really old when they said he'd been there like... 28 years, I think it said. Well, no, Alabama, coaching 20 like years. 16 years or something. Yeah. Because it's like, damn, I remember, I remember him at LSU going undefeated, winning the BCS title, and leaving for the Dolphins. And it's like, that's yeah, so that's a good fucking I history. Um, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, was, was that the, early 2000s when he would have done that? or Yeah, so it was 2003. It was, the, it was the year that USC pretended they won the national championship because they went undefeated, but they never they didn't play in the national championship. Hmm. And so who was the quarterback in that game? For who? It was some guy. On what team? On LSU. Wow, oh. I'm like I remember this guy a lot, and it's like he never made it. Um, but I'm trying; to, I can't remember anyone on that team at this point. Should we? Uh, try yeah, and, I'm gonna. I want to find out. And we're gonna let you guys because uh, it was an upset. Oklahoma had uh, Sam Bradford Heisman, or something. No, Jason White, the Heisman Trophy winner. Huh. Yeah, these are uh, obviously back before these are memories, the playoffs. The core memories for me. So uh, they went 13 and one, and so they. They finished second in the AP poll despite winning the BCS championship. That was the, the weird thing <clears> there. Uh, but we got we got stats here. If you could probably uh, yeah, here we Matt go. Mock. I was gonna say I would Matt never, Flynn, who was an LSU quarterback, but like never no, it wasn't remember him. that. Matt Mock. Who else was on this team? What receivers do they have? So they had Joseph Adai. Okay. Skyler Green, Devery Henderson, and Michael Clayton. Yeah. Oh, wow. Clayton. Dwayne Bow down there too didn't really oh, do yeah. much, but Craig Davis Actually, a huge no. huge bust for the uh, Chargers. They were they must have been freshmen or something. Because hmm. yeah, were, they, they were run. there wasn't much playing there. Yeah, damn, good for uh, good for them that year. Who'd they who'd they defeat from Oklahoma? Who'd you say? Like who was their Oklahoma's? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Jason White was the the quarterback. I remember that. Yeah, Jason White, forty touchdowns uh, that year, huh? They had Mark Clayton. I remember him. He, he played in the NFL for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't uh, really remember a lot of those other, these other yeah, names. Yeah, Kiwan Jones. None of these guys are really stars. They must have had good, really good defensive players. Uh, Rodney Poole. That almost says Grayson Allen, but it says Gayron Allen. I was going to say Grayson Allen. <laughs> That's plays an unfortunate name, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Gayron Gay Allen. Yeah. Uh, well, well, anyways. Yeah, that was... Uh, a little uh, trip back to memory lane there for you guys about 20, a little over 20 years ago. Uh, but they have decided that uh, they've already picked their new head coach. And it's, uh, I don't, what's his first name? Kalen. Kalen DeBoer from Washington. Yeah. So that was, it was super quick. Although I, th- I think they reached out to a couple other people. Um, I know Dan Lanning from Oregon even said before any of this was like, I'm not going to leave in, I'm not leaving. Uh, but his other Pacific Northwest coach did leave. Uh, and then, What's funny is that uh, DeBoer got replaced almost immediately with Jed Fish, who's been around for who's, years. Where, where he he was from? the head coach of Arizona the last couple of years, so obviously they had a really good year uh, under him. And he's just he's kind of a quarterback guy. He coached. I remember he was the offensive coordinator with the Seahawks. He was an offensive coordinator under McVay for the Rams for one of those years. So he's just one of those guys that just you know he coached under McVay, so that usually gets you a good job. <clears throat> Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's make they pick some well coaching uh, circles here right now, uh, and then Jim Harbaugh. We don't know. I I think it's it's likely he's going to leave for the Chargers. I, I believe so. Also, um, we've definitely talked about that. Before. And will will Michigan just promote from within? Will Harbaugh be able to take some of his assistants with him? Uh, that'll be a, a big question there, because I don't know who they can like poach at this point. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, yeah. And it was funny. I did see. Remember, I said the Arizona coach went to Washington. Arizona then hired the head coach of San Jose State. So just just oh. all flows. Yeah. Or so you can tell, like, what are the bigger programs. Yeah, <laughs> it does. That's good. Um, and, and DeBoer was – he was the head coach of uh, – damn, I already forgot. But, like, he had this – oh, Fresno State. Okay. And then before Fresno State, he was somewhere even smaller and it was like – I mean, that's how that's how just, it goes, yeah, though. it's just funny. I mean, that's, that is yeah. how it goes with those coaches. I mean – and you get the opportunity to go to the the final boss, and there is no greater team to probably coach than uh, Alabama for college football. 
But um, we have uh, other coaches, I believe, have stepped down or gotten fired since we last uh on the Spoke. NFL? Yeah, now moving on to the NFL yeah. now. You want to talk about those uh, before we do the games here? Yeah, let's, well. let's do the coaches first. So we had Bill Belichick. Uh, was he technically fired or did he like, leave? So here's the thing. I'm saying both these guys were fired, but they were not fired publicly. And this was all this came out the same. Or I think Belichick, was he the day after uh, Nick Saban and Pete Carroll? It w- yeah, I can't remember. I exactly. think he was. But it was still, I remember it was, it was funny because my mom had texted me. And she's like, oh, I can't believe... Pete Carroll, like, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even see that yet. I've been working. And I looked and it said, you know, like, he stepped down. He wasn't, like, fired because he's doing, like, some sort of operations. But clearly, I think that means, like, we're trying to move in a different direction. And then as I clicked it, it was when I saw the breaking news. I'm like, oh, well, I just saw Nick Saban retired. And my mom was like, what? Like, so they didn't even, didn't know. So that was a big uh, afternoon for a morning and afternoon for uh, for coaches. And then, yeah, yeah they're Belichick. all around the same age range. I think um, Nick Saban and like Pete Carroll are like real are like both like yeah like seventy two seventy three yeah. and then Belichick and Nick Saban coached together for years like or not years but they coached together at in Cleveland um, and then of course Pete Carroll uh, preceded Bill Belichick in New England always a funny thing there so do you have uh, any um, prediction where Belichick's gonna go so I saw he did have Atl- Atlanta, Atlanta but I. It's funny because, like, I think he's he needs to go to a place where it's like he's got the quarterback already and like stuff like that. And I was listening to something that was funny today, saying like, "Well, what if he went to Atlanta and brought um, McDaniel as his uh, as McDan- Josh McDaniels as his uh, offensive coordinator and Vrabel as his defensive coordinator?" But then they were saying Vrabel deserves a head coach. Yeah, there's position. a lot of there's a lot of openings. There might be some more openings. We'll see. Yeah, there uh, and no news yet. But uh, we'll yeah. have to get to the games to, to get. To and the also, you know, I heard Andy through the grapevine that uh, Gruden wants to coach again. I'm sure. <laughs> Jay Gruden uh, was uh, on Twitter yesterday, going fighting with uh, Robert Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. hilarious. Well, they were. He, did he coach him, Robert yes. Griffin? So, so it was basically. Uh, Griffin was talking about Jalen Hurts and saying how uh, how a coaching staff being good or bad can make a quarterback look good or bad. And I didn't have the coaches in Washington to help me look good. <laughs> and so Jake Gruden responded and be like, are you sure about that? And then like, yeah, like people posted like, hey, uh, here's the offensive coordinator when Jay Gruden was the coach. It was Sean McVay. Uh, the quarterback's coach was Matt LaFleur. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're saying the coaches weren't good enough? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, sometimes these guys tweet with a lot of emotion and they don't really like think to what they're saying, I think, sometimes. But, but yeah, uh, with Pete Carroll, he's probably done, like not going to seek out another opportunity. No, they, I don't they, think so. What they said was that he's going to be a consultant with the organization, which happens a lot with uh, older coaches. But he's when the season ended, he said he wanted to come back. And so the fact that he's not, I think, was meant they had a conversation and said, all right. I mean, the Belichick thing, I don't really even know what – the transaction has been because um, he definitely wants to keep coaching. Yeah. And has he, is he out of his contract? Like they had a weird press conference where I think it's like, Hey, we're doing a press conference about you being fired and you're going to shake my hand and it's going to be all good. Um, but like, I don't know whether what, what way to put it. He was, he was fired. Like he was yeah relieved of his coaching duties and they had a succession plan. Uh, Gerard Mayo, former player there uh, became head coach. So they didn't even have to interview anyone. Because they'd already put that in place, that. Um, so they didn't violate any rules. So he'll be the he'll be the coach there in England. Very nice. But yeah, we should uh, let's we'll get into these uh, let's get into these wild card games. It was a it was a crazy weekend. I'm just a little teaser here. Out of the six games that played this weekend, only one game wasn't decided by double digits. So definitely a lot more uh, not as close of games as we all would have thought. But uh, let's just dive right in. So the first game. Was on a Saturday at one thirty, and it was the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. And first half, first quarter, first quarter and a half seemed pretty close. Or first half, I can't even remember what the score was at halftime. But uh, Houston absolutely dominated Cleveland, especially in the second half. Joe Flacco throws a couple pick sixes, and um, yeah, they end up uh, getting the getting the victory pretty handily. And congratulations to C.J. Stroud, uh, rookie quarterback has now taken his Houston Texans to the divisional round. So I don't know. Did you have anything to say about with this game? I mean, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Everyone was talking about Cleveland's great defense this whole year, but the number of games they gave up a lot of points and weren't dominant, and this is this was one of them. They have some great players, but they also don't seem to have 
great talent all throughout the roster in my mind. I think and they just had, were coached up. And, yeah, Stroud had open guys like in that second half like all the time. And then, yeah, we'll get into uh, – and I guess there was a thing this year that I didn't even realize because uh, – well, um, Cleveland did have a great defense this year, but I guess it was significantly better at home compared to the road. So, you know, that, that showed as they, uh, they beat him pretty handily. I don't remember what the score was exactly. I think it was 40 something to, uh, 45 to 14. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. pretty, pretty handled, handily victory, handled victory. And I think it was 17 to 14 at halftime. So yeah, that, no, that says 24, 14. Okay, well, so it was 17. I think it was 17 14 at one point, and then yeah, they got a touchdown right at the end. But then they, they, third quarter, they ran away with it. And again, I think there was two pick sixes. I don't know if one was in the fourth or both were in the third, but they, uh, they ran away with it. But, um, then the nightcap was, um, we had the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, hosting the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, again, not very, not very close. The weather was, you know, miserable. We knew it was going to be. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs took care of business. The Dolphins' offense just did not move much at all. They had one yeah. nice play to Tyreek Hill, and that was pretty much it. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was uh, kind of a boring game, only a 26-7 to final. You know, when you think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tua Tagaloa and Tyreek Hill and Mostert, you expect you want to see, like, 45 to like 42 type game, but uh, no, you got a 26 seven game and uh, the weather was everything to do with that. Uh, and that was the importance of dolphins being able to, you know, if they would have been able to beat Buffalo week, week 18 is they would have been at home in sunny uh, Florida, but instead they went on the road where it was negative 27 with the wind chill in that game. And you had guys, Andy, I don't know if you were watching the game, just out there shirtless too, which that can't be healthy. How does that even? No, work? I think you die after yeah, a certain like, amount of time. Like when the alcohol People have wears died, off, uh, in the ex- exposure there. That's, oh, of course, I saw the reason. The, uh, I saw the Titanic. Game. Yeah, it's the reason a different game didn't get played. Uh, but yeah, what, what was kind of a mystery about this game, and I, I know some people called this some some expert analysts, but yeah, uh, with the cold weather, you'd be like, okay, what team? It's you're not gonna be able to throw it. You're gonna have to run the ball. It'll be a, a tough kind of game. And Miami had the best running game the whole season long. But the running game was based on movement and getting to the edge. They're not big guys. And you see here, Mostert and A-Chain combined for 14 carries for 41 yards or 42 yards. 42 yards, yeah. Uh, no touchdowns. Pretty miserable. While, like, I mean, and Pacheco, 24 for 89. Not a great average, but, like. When you get down early too, when you get down to that like that too, then you have to you have to pass more. You kind of get out of your game plan a little bit. Like they only had eighteen team carries and they threw the ball thirty nine times. Yeah, I mean the second half when they were kind of down by two scores a lot of the way. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. Tua wasn't good. It's nope. similar story to last year. They start hot, they blow the division, and they play in the wild card game. Um, I think this game might go differently. Like you said, if they had won and they're in Miami. The other, the counterpoint is they played Kansas City earlier this year, and that was their worst offensive game. Uh, Kansas City's defense seems to kind of have their number, anyways. Yeah, uh, but I, I just I do feel bad for the way it finished here with the Miami because a lot of it was not their fault, out of their control. A lot of injuries, like everyone, even the guys who played were all banged up. Well, that's the other thing too is like when you get you talk about the ground game, Raheem Mostert had missed two weeks in a row from injury. You go there in the cold. You know, his, there's no way his, like his injury is not going to feel good in the cold and stuff. And it's just a different beast. But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs took care of business. They will be in the divisional, uh, the divisional round. Uh, but here was, um, then we fast forward to, well, I, got, I got more to talk about in this game. Okay. okay. I got something else to say. Sorry. Uh, this was the Peacock game. Okay. The yes. Peacock game. I do want to talk about the Peacock game. And, uh, maybe I'll take the opposite, uh, side of a lot of people. Uh, it was fine, everyone. You don't need to panic about this. You don't need to worry about it. Um, you have to pay for things. That's how the world works. Uh, you don't get it for free. I understand that uh, if you already have a cable package, you're just like, well, I want all, I want to be able to watch everything. Um, you, you can't. They decided NBC paid money, and they decided we want you to pay for our service in order to watch this game. Now, they didn't force you. They didn't have a gun to your head. Um, and if you are in the local markets, they did put it on regular TV for you. But the thing is, you got to pay for TV. Like, cable's not free. Like, NBC is free. If you can buy an antenna and figure out how to do that, nobody does that. Like, 
Do you know anyone who does free TV like that? No. Um, it's technically possible, but it's just not really common. So uh, you're already paying for TV. And to be like, well, I don't want to pay for this one. Well, that, that's that's how the, it works. Yeah, I don't want to find a bar that will pay for it. Yeah, there's a lot, even there's then a lot of options. For- yeah, you're buying a beer for... Uh, Peacock is also $6 a month. You can cancel after one month. Um, and that gets you a month. Like Oppenheimer will be on Peacock within the 30 days. Like if you haven't seen that, you want to check that yeah, out. This could have been an opportunity uh, for people to go and then go to Peacock that maybe, you know, people like my dad's age and stuff that, I mean, they have it, but I'm saying like people like that, that whoops, that don't have it and they see it and all of a sudden they're scrolling around. They're like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't seen The Office in yeah. forever. <laughs> what is this movie with Vince Vaughn and he switches bodies with the teenage girl? Oh, yeah, that's- oh wow. That's a yeah. teaser probably for uh, <laughs> entertainment for what we've been watching. I'll actually have to talk about that in a couple weeks, but uh, very interesting movie yeah. to say the least. Yeah, I'm going to defend Peacock. Peacock's fine. It's cheap and there are some good things on there. Uh, not a whole lot of originals, but it's like, it's six bucks, guys. Like, come on. Like, don't. Yeah. It wasn't the end of the world. If you love football so much, do the six bucks. I mean, what what is a pay-per-view cost for, for UFC? Like 50 bucks? Yeah. Like, People do that At all least, the time. Yeah, it's like think of it as a pay per view. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think this game was worth a pay per view. I'd feel bad if you spend any money on it because it sucked as a game. But again, yeah, that's then the other if thing. you if you spend six bucks on this product, the game sucked. Go watch something. Go watch Poker Face or something, or find a movie on there that you that you like. Uh, probably some sort of Minions movie on there. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but it, it it was not the end of the world, and it is not the end of capitalism or anything like that. Uh, it was fine. Now we can go back to football. Yeah, there we go. That was no, that was a good, that was a good take. That was a, it was definitely a good, uh, a good opposite take of what a lot of people were feeling because I and I think you made some good points there. But uh, back to a game that I think people actually would have burned the world down if it had to be on Peacock because these are two of the biggest fan bases, not only in their respected states but in the United States and worldwide. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. And I listened back to a podcast and in uh, last week's podcast earlier today, and you mentioned how the Cowboys choke in the playoffs now there's like maybe some pressure on them and stuff and well the Green Bay Packers showed up winning the game 48 to 32 being up 27 to nothing with under 2 minutes to go in the first half so i heard teams that are up 27 to nothing in the playoffs never lose they've never done it in the <laughs> oh, history of the yeah. nfl all right uh, so, so you know what's perfect, funny yeah. about you saying that is i did see somebody it was on instagram or something where somebody had said something where they were like this is exactly where the Chargers were to the Jaguars. So, like, no reason to, like, be, you know, excited yet. But, uh, yeah, that was the uh, infamous game last season when uh, the San Diego, I mean, the L.A. Chargers were up 27 nothing to the Jaguars, who were also at home. And uh, they ended up coming back. But, um, well, I mean, well, I clearly just think, like, I think there's just so much pressure. I think there's a black cloud that hangs over the Cowboys and Dak Prescott where they just don't do well in the, there's something in the back of their minds about doing well in the playoffs. And the crazy thing is, is the Cowboys were eight, no at home this year. They'd won 16 straight home games going into this game and, you know, all plays and whatever. And the rook or not the rookie, but first year, like actual starter, Jordan love comes in his first ever playoff game and looked good. I mean, uh, he held him to a nice victory, but you know, who looked really nice was Aaron Jones, 21 carries 118 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, everyone looked good. It, they they it was, did. It was a really good team. It was Lafleur had that team motivated. It's really hard to find exactly who to blame, other than everyone. Yeah. Um, but the Cowboys had a great defense this year and didn't show up at all. Their offense was also great, didn't show up. Uh, Dan Quinn is probably going to leave for a head coaching job, but that was a pretty shitty way to that your last little bit on the resume yeah. is like this terrible game. And he's a great uh, defensive coordinator too. I I don't know. Like I do wonder if. Uh, things had gone a little differently this season. Uh, if a different team didn't fall apart and Dallas got the wild card and got the five seed, I don't see them losing to Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, I feel like they would have won, won that game. That, they won that same game last year on the road. I feel like they won, won yeah. this year. Um, but then you know, then you do face the pressure of having to beat the Niners or something. So. I mean, the way they played, they weren't. Yeah, gonna be I don't think they were going to get. I think I, I, but I think it's one thing where if they would have gone on the road to San Francisco, the best team in the NFC, and you're, you know, four point underdogs, and you lose that game 27 23 on the road or something, people can at least forgive that. Like, you know what? They got there and they lost the they, best they team, but they, they, they were close ish last year to the Niners, and people still clowned on them. Yeah. Because uh, they had like that final play where they threw to oh, Elliot. Elliot, and it was like, 
It was like that was on. the NFC champ or no? What no, game was, was that? that? Was divisional round. Divisional. That's right. And it's like that. That's right because they lost. The they Eagles, weren't going to win anyways, but I think people just really like making fun of the Cowboys. But it is a it is somewhat of a curse. Who did the now. Cowboys beat in the first round last year? Then Tampa. They beat, oh, okay. They they destroyed Tampa on the road. Okay. Okay. Four or five. I, I didn't realize that was last year. You're talking about yeah. yeah. Brady's last game. Um, <clears throat> but I, it's hard to explain. The Cowboys are good. They have a lot of talent. Uh, and Packers played really well the last stuck. like month, yeah. so I mean, kudos to the Packers. Uh, they definitely have a tough uh, game ha- ahead of them. Uh, we will get into that when we preview the divisional round. Uh, and then we, the next game we had here was the night game, which was spoiler the only game that was decided by single digits. The Detroit Lions hosting the LA Rams. The Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford. You know, Stafford coming back to Detroit, uh, and this was a good game. Uh, Detroit holds off and wins twenty four twenty three. And, you know, I kind of weirdly like the, the the energy and the excitement in Detroit football. I mean, the last time Detroit won a playoff game was 1992. Uh, I was barely walking in 1992. Uh, Andy, I'm sure you were already doing like Algebra 2 and stuff like that or some sort of accounting at like three years old. But um, yeah, I need to go back. And check. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, like Detroit, um, good for them. Uh Nice playoff win, you know, Jared Goff, you know, I saw a funny video today about Jared Goff leading the stadium with somebody in a truck and the fans were out there and they're yelling at, Detroit, at Goff saying, you're the, you're like, you're like Detroit's God right now and all this stuff. And he's just like smiling, laughing, waving all of them. Like even one guy put his hand into the car and he gave him like fist bump, which is like, it's just so casual. Like he was like, you know, these are my people right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's good to see. I'm happy for him. You know, I honestly, if Detroit were to be the last team standing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about it. I don't think I like Dan Campbell. He's always got, you know, I remember him last year, two years ago, whenever it was when he was crying up there when the team started off so bad. Cause he was saying like, this is a good group of guys. This is a good team. It's unfortunate to see them lose every week by one or two points, which, you know, I know Andy can relate to with his team and it's uh they finally got put together here. And uh, Detroit is uh, a very good chance to get to the end to uh, get to the NFC championship game. We'll get into that again uh, coming up. Yeah. And I think uh, I don't want to take anything away from Detroit, but the Rams really could have won this game. Yeah, they, that's they what played I wanted really to well, but the, here's, here's what they what went wrong here down by a touchdown. They go on a 10 play 66 yard drive ending in a 27 yard field goal. Uh, so they had first and 10 at Detroit 11 and ended up kicking a field goal next possession. So it's now 24 20. And this is where it's like, Oh, they're going to take they're going to take the lead here. Uh, they end up with a 29 yard field goal, so they have first and ten at Detroit 13, and end up not being able to move the ball here. Uh, you know, there's some question. You know, fourth and eight at the Detroit 11, should you go for it? Yeah, um, that's just because of how much value does that field goal get you? It doesn't take it doesn't move the lead. Um, and then next possession, they they move the ball 48 yards but end up stalling and having to punt from Detroit 44. Uh, so yeah, I think three possessions where they moved the ball. They had a big penalty there. Downs. They were third and four at the 34, yeah. and then there was a big penalty that made it third and 14 at the 44. And, I mean, in that situation, too, you like I guess you would have liked them to at least get like four, five, six yards to maybe go for the 50, you know, six, seven-yard field goal. Yeah, well, that, that was what's interesting to me is when it was third and, third and four and the penalty happened, they stopped him on third and four, and there was a penalty. And they took the penalty to move them back farther. And I was like, maybe if I was Detroit, I might have just accepted or declined the penalty. Yeah. Make them, because it's Maher kicking who's been, had his troubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if he makes it. And even if he makes it, you still have, they still would have had like four minutes left and just needing a field yeah, goal had, in the game. Yeah, they would have had 407. Um, but yeah, I think the, the fact that the Rams could not, they, they weren't terrible in the second half. Moving and the ball, also, but they only ended up with six points. What you also got to say, so we should also note that after they punt that, they never got the ball back. Detroit was able to get a couple first downs and run out the 407. And that being said, because when they put it away, Rams only had like one timeout left. So they, there was bad timeout management too in this half. I mean. Yeah. Um, and, and good for the the Lions for actually being aggressive and actually getting the. Yeah. The and I mean, he is. Dan Campbell is one of the most, if not the most aggressive coach in the NFL. At least this season he was. But yeah, it was, it was the best game of the week. And it did, did feel like I wish both of these teams could have moved on to the second round. Maybe, you know, sub out one of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, no, that's the excitement of it. And uh, so that'll wrap up Sunday. So now we had, and we got to have two games on Monday because the Pittsburgh Steelers-Buffalo Bills game was supposed to happen Sunday morning, but due to really bad snow and weather and winds, uh, got moved to Monday at 1.30 Pacific, which made it so I couldn't even see it. But you know what? 
I was just happy my team made the playoffs. That was a, a surprise enough. I knew they weren't going to get past Buffalo. And uh, sure enough, Buffalo took care of business with a 31-17 victory. You know, they were up 21-0 early. And then Steelers did cut it to 24-17. But uh, Josh Allen looked good. Had a, a nice, like, 52-yard touchdown run. Couple touchdown passes. And um, they, they took care of business pretty handily. And uh, defeat the Steelers, like I said, 31-17. So uh, they will be at home. Uh, in the divisional round, uh, which we will again get into here shortly. So, did you uh, have anything really much to say about this game, or did you even get to watch it? I, I watched the last ten minutes of it, uh, which was yeah, kind of frustrating. I mean, Rudolph made a nice touchdown throw to to get him within seven, and then Buffalo just ran the ball, <laughs> put the lead back to two touchdowns, and I don't I don't know I don't yeah. know what to make of uh, either team, but yeah, the next round will be will be better here. So uh, before we get to the next round here. I do want to go through our picks. Well, we do have one more game, do we not? Buccaneers-Eagles? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, so the, the last night game, we uh, was so bad we didn't want to – we forgot about it. But this is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles despite being two games less in, the, in their uh, record this season. And the Buccaneers took care of business very handily, 32-9. to And this is what we were uh, kind of talking about a little bit, teasing about, is that uh, – you know, uh, Sirianni's job is now in question. I've heard people say, like, was he really that good of a coach or was it his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator last year that helped him be good who are both gone? I mean, Steichen went to um, Indianapolis and Gruden went to the Cardinals. And so, I mean, you know, he because like, their defense was significantly worse this year, uh, DVOA compared to last season. And they... Um, they talked about too how I mean you know you saw yesterday their tackling was atrocious like atrocious like there was you know we were watching the Manning um, brothers uh, stream of it and Ray Lewis happened to be on when they scored their other their uh, one of their last touchdowns where it looked like a little play and then it was a couple broken tackles and he just sped down the middle of the field and was gone and even Ray Lewis was like he's like it doesn't even look like they practice tackling like you need to they have no angles and stuff to get the tackles like it just was it was bad and so. They took care of business pretty well. Uh, Travis Kelsey announced his retirement, I saw. Jason Kelsey. I meant Jason. Yeah, that is important. Travis Kelsey has, was yeah. so mad his brother lost. He announced his retirement. But no, I'm sorry. Jason believe, Kelsey. Uh, they said Fletcher <clears throat> Cox will probably retire as well. So they have a, they, they're showing they had four guys who have been on the team for like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty impressive. The NFL doesn't really happen. Players get too expensive at that point. Um, yeah. I think all of them probably took lesser deals to stay with the, the team this long. Um, but yeah, the... Will they fire their coach and try to start fresh? Is Jalen Hurts really a top ten quarterback? Even what's yeah, he I think he like might he might have been more banged up than it, we thought. It was it was definitely a mess, and especially the 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 bet they made on all the Georgia defensive players obviously did not pay off in this game. Maybe down the road, uh, but they were so bad, and I wasn't seeing seeing plays from all those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I don't know how the defense went from being. Pretty good last year with the you know great front seven and everything led lead in sacks to just being miserable this year. Um, they got to figure that out. You kind of need you kind of need both. Um, but yeah, let's get to our, get to our picks from last week. Uh, it is amazing how <laughs> we stayed so cold. Yeah, this uh, uh, <clears throat> this was bad. I so we were guaranteed <clears throat> at least one win. Yeah, between us, and that's all we did. So I I had Houston, you had Cleveland. Houston ended up uh, winning outright, which, you uh, know, they had two and a half points there. Uh, but the other games, I had Miami plus four, obviously not close. Pittsburgh plus 10 could have hit. They were, uh, you know, down by 14 with the ball. They could have got a, a back to recover there. They did not. Uh, and then you had Rams-Lions over 51 and a half. You're probably looking good at halftime. Yeah, I think I was looking good going into the fourth. I mean, definitely looking good at halftime. It was 21-17 at the half, and then, yeah, yeah no touchdowns in the second half, just three field goals, and uh, that game goes under by five, by four and a half points. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, Dallas, Dallas, not even close. I expected the opposite of what happened <laughs> in that game. So I was thinking, Andy, since there's only uh, four, uh, four games this week, should we just pick one thing from each game that we like? Uh, I want to stick with the... Just the three? Yeah, actually, let's do it. I mean, I'm just saying. I can add a line here. Yeah, that way. Yeah, there you go. That wasn't too hard. <laughs> just because then next week it's only going to be two games, and then, but we could still find three things in next week's, you know, I guess, and stuff. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the divisional week here, and then we'll give some picks at the end. Uh, the first game to start off the divisional round will be Saturday, and Andy brought this up yesterday. Houston Texans are only allowed to play Saturday at 1:30, so if they get to the Super Bowl, it might be a problem. 
of uh, the Houston Texans will be on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, what do you have? Uh, any thoughts on uh, this game? Like, uh, you don't. Have to, we won't make our picks till the end, but just to like you know talk about this game, like what you you know what could happen. Or yeah, what I'm looking forward. You'd like to, to happen. Seeing the Ravens are similar to the Cowboys in that they have yes, not had exactly. a good recent run of playoff success. Um, this also was a rematch of the opening week. So Baltimore won 25 to nine. I remember thinking that game, like, oh, I don't know. CJ Stroud looked pretty pretty miserable. Like he had had a, had a good number of yards, but look. 240 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's back five when sacks. Damian Pierce was around too. <laughs> and it's a cheaper J- turn now, but uh, and J.K. Dobbins though, it's kind of funny to see some of these names that are no longer. Yeah, Mark Andrews. <laughs> well, Mark Andrews is practicing this. Ooh, so he might he might make his return. Maybe maybe they have to win some more rounds. But yeah, that's a. Uh, <clears throat> You want to just move on, or you want? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, I, I think you covered it. I think Walt. I've been saying, been joking around a lot this week, saying Lamar Jackson is the AFC version of Dak Prescott in the playoffs. So I've been saying, I don't, I don't care what you did in the regular season. It matters what you do in the playoffs. So uh, Houston looked very good last week. So I would love to see if they can go into Baltimore and uh, take care of business. The evening game there on Saturday at five fifteen. You got the Green Bay Packers playing the San Francisco Giants in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That would be a hell of a game. 18 Park, right on the water. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. No, I'm sorry. Playing the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think, unfortunately, it ends here for Green Bay. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. I don't know. Do you think Green Bay has a, a chance here? Or is it San Francisco is just going to roll to the you NFC know, Championship? Weird things happen sometimes in, in sports. You don't know. Brock Purdy has not really had a ton of experience in the playoffs. Will something bad go wrong here? Um, I don't know. They're also... I feel like we've got this matchup a lot lately, and Aaron Rodgers would always lose, uh, but it's not Aaron Rodgers anymore. So, yeah, that uh, that'll definitely be interesting to see. That'll be a good game. And then uh, we move, we shift over to Sunday at noon. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Detroit as Jared Goff will try to win another home playoff game here in front of the home fans for Detroit. I'm happy they got to see another home playoff game because of the fact that uh, Dallas lost. So Detroit gets to uh, host uh, another home game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I uh, I think it ends here for Baker. I think it's been a fun run. I think they've gotten a lot farther than you and I expected, than a lot of the world expected. But I think uh, Detroit is just all around them, just the stronger team. And I think uh, they'll take care of business. What do you What do you think? Is Tampa Bay have a, is there going to be an upset here, or is Detroit going to? No, I mean, I don't know. We're going to get to our picks, but. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think so either. And then uh, the last game is supposed to is the lowest spread of the week. Supposed to be the closest game. You got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this will be the first time I believe that uh, Patrick Mahomes will be playing a playoff game on the road. That's not the Super Bowl, so I'll be interested to see how he does. But I think the Bills are just playing really well right now, so I think um, I think they'll be able to take care of business. But yeah, let's uh, speaking of that, let's just get into our pick. So uh, we'll start off with uh, you want to just go down in order. Sure. So here's Texans the thing. And Ravens. I like all of the favorites in every <laughs> single matchup, which last week, remember, I picked two uh, or three underdogs. I did, I did not pick Pittsburgh to win. I did pick them, but I did pick three underdogs um, here, and I thought Houston Miami would win. Uh, this week, I like all the favorites. Um, so maybe I'll pick a over-under here. Or no, I'm going to go with four favorites. That's um, all good. But that's I'll just start. But I'll start there with. Uh, I'm just gonna take Baltimore minus seven and a half. You know what's funny is like we're gonna get to the point now where we're gonna probably start agreeing on things just because whatever. I'm trying to think here because it's like I don't see me taking Houston plus the points because I think it's one of those things where if Houston covers seven and a half, I think it's gonna be because they win the game. I don't. I think it'll be either Houston comes out and wins or Baltimore is gonna kick their ass. And I think I'm I'm gonna go with the latter here too. I, I think Baltimore does go out. And wins by uh, double digits as well. I think uh, they're just they're just better than Houston. A lot of times you see this where a team has a good divisional round and then they'll go on to the team that is much better and then they they dominate them. And I think Baltimore can get past Houston, but I think it'll be you know the following week where you know Lamar Jackson might have some trouble. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, you want me to go. You want to switch off then? Should I go first on this next one? All right, Green Bay Packers go to the 49ers. I'm just gonna go with the over the 50 and a half because. I think uh, we're in this together, Andy. If we uh, if we can do this, that's fine. Maybe that's what we need to just team up and either go all in or all like we're going all in here at this point. But uh, the forty, I just 
think the 49ers will, will have no problem scoring points against Green Bay's defense. And then, you know, I'm going to keep riding Jordan Love and company. I mean, they just scored 48 on the road in Dallas. I, I think they can definitely score over 20 against the Niners. So I, I don't see why this game can't, you know, have 60 points, let alone 50 and a half. Yeah, I think this is one of those games where uh, Niners get a big, like I said, I like all the favorites here, and Green Bay is definitely capable of putting some touchdowns up uh, at the end of the game. Yeah. So this could be like a you know, 38-24 type game uh, where it was like, you know, if it was 38-14 and then they just score a couple, or 38-17, I don't know. But Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, all right, for the next one, and again, I just – Saying I like all the favorites, but I'm not going to take them all here. I'm going to say on Baltimore, or not Tampa and the Lions. I'm going under on this one. Okay. So I think Tampa Tampa's defense showed something yesterday, even though the Eagles didn't want to play. I think they showed a little bit of something here, and I just don't expect their offense. Even though Detroit's defense isn't anything, I don't expect Tampa's offense to to have another you know high scoring game. So yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And but with that said, I will go the the favorite route here. Uh, I, will, I will take the Detroit Lions minus six and a half because, I mean, they're just to win by a touchdown at home, I don't see being an issue. I think people are a little excited because of the fact the Buccaneers dominated the Eagles last night. It's not like they just beat them by a field goal. They beat them by a cup by three touchdowns, pretty much. Um, so I, I like the Lions. I think they're just a much better team. And I think, like we said, it ends here for Baker. Uh, and because Detroit can beat you with all sorts of stuff. They got a good pass attack. Then they've got the, the ground game. And I think their defense will be good enough because the one thing I did start to notice in the second half before Buccaneers did pull away when it was just a 16-9 game was that uh, Baker was taking, uh, he was starting to hold on to the ball a little bit longer than he should have been, got sacked a few times on plays where I felt like he should have thrown it away. And, um, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts did also because the thing that, you know, the biggest game changer in that game was when Jalen Hurts took that safety, I think, on third down. But, um, yeah, the Lions, I think, I think they go out, I think, at home against the Buccaneers. I, I I could see this being an ugly game, honestly. I, I could see Detroit actually like really doing well against Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I like that. And then for the, the last game here, I'll go first. I like the Bills. I like the Bills minus three. I like the Bills to, you know, take care of business. I think they've been looking good and the Chiefs haven't been looking amazing. I think, you know, you know they just had a, an advantage because of the weather situation and stuff with the Dolphins. But I think they come out and they uh, take care of business at home against the Chiefs. Because they've just been the hottest team in the NFL lately, you know, winning six in a row now, and uh, they've just been looking good. Yeah, I got to stick with my uh, preseason pick here. So, Buffalo minus three for me as well. Very good. So, yeah, we went three of ours are the same, and then we got that Detroit game where we can both still win. You know, we can can go four and out. Yeah, this is exciting. I think we do go for it now. I think Detroit wins that game 48 nothing. Make you sweat, make it easy for me. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, that's a lot of good stuff here. I'm excited. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're already down to the final eight in the NFL season. I mean, it's always the fastest time of the year. You know, it's always exciting. You get the nice, hot August sun, and then you're like, preseason's back, and then you're blinking in the cold darkness of January, sitting here with only a couple weeks left. There it is. That reminds me what I want to talk about. Remember? Oh, that's right. Stadiums. The stadiums. We'll uh, close with this then. So here is a weird thing. Um, I don't know if you noticed, and maybe it's just because there are two different types of extreme weather that you can get. Um, actually, more, but I'm saying, you know, the two extremes temperature-wise. Uh, pretty much every stadium in the southern part of the United States, and I don't mean the south, I mean the southern part, so including us here in California, uh, is either a dome or indoors in some way. Um, like SoFi is got a roof. It's not a dome. It's not enclosed, but does have a roof protect from rain. And it also is temperature controlled that way. The Raiders is indoors, right? Yes. Uh, the Saints are indoors. The Cowboys are indoors. Houston. Houston's indoors. Atlanta's indoors. Uh, the three Florida teams are all outdoors. They're the, they're the weirdos there. And I guess you could say Charlotte too, uh, or Carolina. Carolina, yes. Um, and I guess Tennessee is the South as well. Um, but like a lot of the indoor ones are, for some reason, in places where you're not going to get these crazy cold temperatures. But Kansas City and Green Bay and Chicago and Buffalo and Giants, Pittsburgh. Jets. Yeah, it's like, why are Baltimore. they? I've seen yeah. Baltimore have crazy ones. Uh, they're outdoors and like we, this is extreme. Cleveland and Cincinnati, I guess. Yeah, you throw th- in there. This, this is pretty extreme here uh, that we had. 
uh, two crazy cold games here like this. Like they, they've yeah. happened throughout NFL history. This Kansas City one is one of the coldest. And then this Buffalo one. A lot of people I mean, got screwed I, I, on this. I'm curious to know at what temperature would the game not get played? Because, I mean, at what temperature is it actually yeah. dangerous to be out there? But not only for the player, but more importantly for the fans. That's why they said the Buffalo game got moved, not because they thought the game would be bad. Well, I heard they put like a – like the, the mayor came out or something. This governor, governor was like, we don't want people traveling outside of their homes right now. It's dangerous, uh, which makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, but the the flip side is that is how much money did CBS lose on this? Because their game went from being Sunday – noonish to yeah, a work day. That's what somebody said. So I'm in a group chat with my cousin and uh, some of her friends because we do a little like fun little like, you know, $5 like a week pick them thing or whatever. And uh, one of the people in the text said, oh my gosh, the game's already, like I didn't realize the game was already on. They said this at like 2.30 and I'm like, well, yeah, it was like they there was already a game scheduled today and you can't overlap them because, you know, the networks want their money. And then he or she, I didn't have the number saved, so I can't say for sure, but they were, they came back with a good response and they were like, well, they didn't get my money because I'm at work. And it's like, yeah, that's, that is unfortunate for, you know, CBS that, uh, they, I mean, granted, I don't think that company's, uh, in any trouble, but I mean, they're actually kind of are. Oh shit. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> they're trying to sell themselves because they can't afford competing with everyone. All right, then. Like I but said, yeah, to further my 60 thing, minutes is the only thing keeping them on a, there's another team I forgot here, Arizona. Also indoors. Are they? Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah, they have that thing where the grass has to be wheeled into the field. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but I think I think it's more about heat and for those all those ones. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to play in Houston in September. It's probably so incredibly humid that you wouldn't want to be out there. And I know we talked about Miami. Uh, it's, it's a huge home field advantage for Miami in September because they set up their sideline so the sun doesn't hit them and it hits the other team. Oh, yeah, they were smart. That's why they have a good yeah. home advantage. I'm looking like. Up north, the only teams that are indoors are the Colts and the Vikings, it looks like. That's pretty crazy. Because it seems like all the other ones are they're older. A lot of them are older stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. But maybe maybe that's just part of the football, the traditions. Like, you like to play the games in the snow or in it's the rain. To I, football, to me, because football, you practice it in the summer. But And that's I agree. It seems like a summer sport to me. It, like, it, that's what I think of. I think of... You know, sweating your ass off in August. Because it's true. It does suck to think like you you train all this time and then it's like you get to the playoffs and you have to play in a 23 degree, negative 23 degree game when, you know, you're from Miami where the weather is 70, 80 degrees every day. So it's like it is it is unfortunate, but I guess that's why it's called home field advantage. But uh, all right. Well, that was uh, we got anything else to talk about? No. All right. That was episode 359 of sports. I'm Tony, and with me, I had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. Still, yes. still pretty long episode. Yeah, yeah, of course. We can always give you guys some sports. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Please uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend, and make sure you listen to our entertainment episode also, because those are always very entertaining. So I uh, appreciate it. So thank you.